There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, y'all. It is Tuesday, December 20th. I am Rob Litterst here with Mark Dent, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to talk about what else? Elon Musk and Twitter. As if there wasn't already enough to talk about over the last week, the last 24 hours have proven this is truly the story that never ends and cemented Elon Musk's status as the main character of the internet. Mark and I are going to break down everything that's going on and get you up to speed. But before we get into that, here's what else is going on in the big world of business and tech. Walmart is stepping up its drone game and stepping into the ring against Amazon. The company's drone delivery service, which is called Drone Up, is now offering deliveries of up to 10 pounds for $3.99 in Arizona, Florida, and Texas. Two of the biggest players in the metaverse are dealing with big fines. First, we've got Epic Games, which is the maker of Fortnite and also the Unreal Gaming Engine, which just agreed to pay a $520 million fine to settle FTC allegations that it violated children's privacy laws and tricked players into making in-game purchases. Then there's Meadow, which faces a much bigger fine. The company's under scrutiny from the EU, who claims that Meta violated antitrust rules by tying Facebook Marketplace to Facebook. If found guilty, Meta could face a roughly $12 billion fine. Google is working on an AI-powered tool to translate bad penmanship. It's specifically targeted towards doctor's notes and prescriptions, which honestly sounds like a great place to start. In the wake of Argentina's World Cup win, Lionel Messi's official jersey is officially sold out. As you might expect, the tournament was quite lucrative from a merchandising standpoint, with Adidas alone reporting $424 million in event-related sales in Q4. And lastly, we've got fun toilet news for you. Kohler launched an Alexa-supported smart toilet with a heated seat, customizable bidet, and a lid that closes automatically. The high-tech ivory throne will retail for a little over $11,000. And that brings us to today's main story. Mark, in yesterday's newsletter, you wrote about a theory from Vice that claimed Elon Musk's Twitter acquisition was a result of his terminal main character syndrome, which is basically a desire to be the guy that everybody talks about all the time. Is it safe to say the last 24 hours have seemingly only bolstered this theory? They have absolutely done that and more. (laughs) I think that as far as like big stories go on Twitter, regarding Twitter, about Twitter, and obviously Elon Musk being about all of those three things, we've just reached like a sort of code red level. And the most recent news, of course, coming from very early Monday morning when a Twitter poll ended that was set forth by Elon Musk. And he asked the users of Twitter, should I step down as the person who is in charge of this website? And right around uh, 58% of people said yes, that he should. And so I guess this could like maybe in some ways end his reign as like a main character, but also maybe not. At least as of the time we're recording this podcast, there is no indication yet as to what Elon Musk is going to do after seeing these results. It's crazy. And I mean, a a sidebar here, like when you're working on a daily newsletter and a daily podcast, it's almost kind of become 
our daily mission to figure out what else we can talk about besides Elon Musk and Twitter, because this is just something that's been going on constantly over the last couple of months. Pretty much every day, there's some crazy new update going on. And this is no exception. This is probably the most interesting news yet, this poll that he launched and kind of the surrounding uncertainty of whether or not he's actually going to step down. I was just reading this Bloomberg article where he basically said that there's no one who wants to be a successor, which is kind of an interesting take. There are actually some people who have kind of come out and said that they would like to be in charge of Twitter. And some people who have pretty big names. Um, We're talking about Lex Friedman, who's well known um, from MIT and just like a pretty big uh, figure on the Internet. The Financial Times has suggested Sheryl Sandberg should run Twitter, the former exec at Facebook. Oh, yeah. And then one that's kind of maybe most interesting, almost, I would say, is that apparently a few weeks ago, either right after the acquisition or right around the time of the acquisition, John Legere, the uh, former T-Mobile chief executive officer, said he would like to run Twitter. And Musk said, no. (laughs) Those are some interesting candidates. You're right. It's some very interesting candidates. It's pretty insane when you think about it, because as we've talked about on this podcast before, the user base, all things considered, is not that much. Right. You know, you're you're talking about a fraction of Americans who are actually on it and then a fraction of a fraction who actually post on it and sort of use it regularly. But, you know, Musk has really sucked up a lot of oxygen. And this last week, I think it became unavoidable to where potentially for most of this month and in November, You could just sort of like maybe have it in the background a little bit and just be like, oh, what's happening now? But there was just something every day that was big. You know, you had him suspending the account of Elon Jets, which tracks his private plane. You had the next day some journalists, some big name journalists who cover Twitter were suspended for reasons unknown and that were not really shared, except for Musk just kind of saying again, very cryptically that you can't dox people. And it was not clear at all that they had doxed anyone. Well, and then Twitter rather suspended a reporter from Fox Business who had just reported on the suspensions. It just got weirder from there. On Sunday, all of a sudden, Twitter enacted a new policy that said you can't link to your like Mastodon account or your Instagram account or, or other type of social accounts in your profile. That's right. And this just made people go bonkers. You even had a lot of Elon Musk supporters like Paul Graham, who wanted him to take over Twitter, was saying like, look, this is too much. I'm out. And so there's just been so much. And you started to see people who I think even support Elon Musk. They've even grown fatigued. Yeah. Yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, he's just done so much and made so many different moves. It's funny because before all of this happened, you know, the guy was running Tesla, SpaceX, and when it was its own company, Solar City. And I mean, you think if a guy is running three different companies that are, by all counts, successful growing companies, you would think this guy would have this amazing ability to prioritize, right? And then you kind of see this stuff with Twitter where it's like every single day there's some crazy new thing that's happening. And it's like, this guy has like bright, shiny object syndrome. Every single little thing becomes some crazy new storyline. It's hard to parse. And I mean, the thing with the journalists, it's really, really hypocritical from his stance on Twitter before he took over. When he was talking about how it needed to be this public square where free speech was the top priority and now he's banning journalists. 
I think that as a lot of people have kind of suggested this as well, you talk about this bright, shiny object. Twitter just makes you kind of go nuts. Even for the average user, you want to keep checking it and like you hate yourself for checking it. Yes. Every time you tweet, you think, oh, like, what did I do? Like, why did I really do that? But then sometimes you get a lot of likes and there's just so much weird energy that just is involved with Twitter just in general. And I think that Musk, he just likes that energy as much as anyone else. I mean, obviously more than anyone else. What's been going on with the Tesla stock as all of this has been happening? Have you been following this? Yeah, for the last two months, Tesla has underperformed most market benchmarks. You know, everybody's been struggling this year. Yeah. But even when you consider that, it's doing worse over the last two months. And investors have been blunt. The big time investors have said, it's because you own Twitter and we think you're distracted. So when that poll, it came out, you know, late afternoon, early evening on Sunday, And as we mentioned earlier, about 58% of people said they would like Musk to step down. So this made investors very excited about (laughs) Tesla all of a sudden. So earlier this morning, the stock shot up about 3%, which is a nice little gain, especially considering the last few weeks have been rough. But then by the afternoon, it kind of went the other way. It started to fall and basically all those gains from the morning were lost. And that's just because investors are still concerned, even if Musk steps down, they're still just very confused by Twitter, what his role will be with it, and how that might affect the companies that frankly probably should be his priority. Totally. You wouldn't naturally think that Elon Musk was going to buy this thing and then run it himself. His presence has been all over it. And the way that he has been making a lot of these decisions is by those Twitter polls that he does. I mean, that's how he decided to reinstate Donald Trump. He suspended those journalists, like we said last week, and then he reinstated them after doing a poll in which a majority of people said that they should be reinstated. So he's abided by the results of these polls. So now it's making us wonder, so are you going to abide by the results of this poll? Right. There's a very good chance that by the time y'all hear this tomorrow- There could be something else. (laughs) There could be something else. Yeah. Another shoe's probably going to drop. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thanks for tuning into the Hustle Daily Show. We are a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. Hope you have a wonderful Tuesday, and we will see you bright and early tomorrow.